Welcome to Writer's Block, a podcast focused on talking about new music and new music news. I'm Brendan Vodomsky, and on this episode, we're going to be talking to Marco Landaverde, who has recently been selected as the new web writing manager at WPGU. Welcome to the show, Marco. Thanks for having me, Brendan. It's good to, to be here. No problem. I'm really happy to have you. On this episode, we're going to be talking about Marco's work as an artist under the moniker Ocean Child. Ocean Child has been making music for a year and a half and focuses on this kind of indie rock with a 2000s alternative spin. I just, I kind of recommend hearing Marco's voice lean toward British rock groups. It kind of recalls for me, I think about like Alex Turner of the Arctic Monkeys. And it's really great stuff. I really recommend searching it out on Spotify. So I want to begin kind of being like, what what draws you to writing music? Why, why is music the kind of outlet that you lean towards with Ocean Child? Well... Music has always been very therapeutic for me throughout my lifetime. I started playing guitar when I was around 10 years old. I think my dad got me a, a little cheap, like three-quarter size Fender, like black Fender guitar. And I just remember playing it a lot. I took lessons um, when I was like 10 and I hated it. But then eventually I came around to enjoying guitar a lot because it was like a great way to decompress after school or whatever. And I've been doing this since I was like elementary, middle school-ish. And then around the summer, a couple summers back, I just started writing songs because it was a great outlet for me to express myself without expressing myself, really, if that makes any sense. Um, music, yeah. like there's something, there's like a beauty in the, how discreet lyrics can be. And... I enjoyed being able to read something and be like, okay, I know what I know what this is about, but it's cool that some people wouldn't catch it or won't know what it's about based on just reading it straightforward. So, and, you know, I started getting into just lyrics in general and, and poetry and words just became really important to me. I was always really into um, reading and writing in school. Like, writing classes were always, like, my favorite and it's one of the reasons why I started working at the radio station as a web writer, because I thought it was a great opportunity to start writing essays and stuff again, because I don't really do that as much now that I'm in college studying psych. Um, so it was just a great outlet. Again, like, I guess music and writing and anything creative that I do like that is all just a great outlet for me to express myself. And I think that's true for a lot of the musicians that um, start at around my age is just it's a form of escapism and a useful tool to convey certain abstract ideas that are difficult to put into a coherent sentence or, or group you know paragraph yeah it, it, it kind of sounds like you you like that kind of veneer of the artist where you're like putting something over you're able to express yourself in more through the like you don't only have to use words you have that music behind you and the music the music's great like you're really able to put something with that where you, you get, but you get that feeling more than just looking into poetry and getting it on that surface glance of sometimes just being like, Oh, this is love. This is the feeling of walking away from someone. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were talking a bit about like your writing style, like talk a little bit more on that Do, for you in your music. Does it come from the lyricism first and then the music follows it? Um, usually I start with the music. So I start with, I'll be picking up my acoustic guitar and just playing, and then I'll find some interesting chords to play over. 
one of the things I've always noticed when I'm writing music is that it's you're I'm kind of entertaining myself in sort of seeing what gets me like going. Um, so like I'll play a progression or I'll play like a riff and I'm like, whoa, this is really cool. You know, it's just like, it's just very fun to have that experience um, and the experience with other people. I've had, I mean, I've had a few instances of collaboration with people throughout um, my time really focusing on Ocean Child. And it's really cool to not only entertain yourself, but entertain the other person. There's sort of this connection through trying to see what makes the other person tick. So, and then that leads to something you would never create on your own. So that's always cool. And that's basically how I got started writing songs. I would play a few chords and then sing a melody over it and then hope to, and then hope to fit words within that melody. Usually I don't go in with like an idea really. I don't sit down before I even pick up the instrument and be like, okay, I'm gonna write a song about my cat. Like, I just start writing, kind of like word vomit. And then eventually I look back and I'll be like, oh, this is what this was about. And there's times, I mean, I have around a year and a half worth of like content, or I'm sorry, I have something around two years of music I have available to look back on and listen to. and. It's interesting because I feel like I interpret some of the songs differently than when I wrote them. When I when I, I write a song, I'll be like, okay, this is definitely what it's about. And then like a few months later, a year down the line, I'll look back and of course my my perception of the experience that's being depicted or the feeling that I once had is different. And I can look back on the song and look at it maybe more objectively. I don't know, I'm still discovering what this interpretation is, but I look back on it and I'm like, hmm, this is not what I originally thought this was about. This is actually about this. And part of it is due to like the way I write. I don't have the idea in my head, really. It's just like sit down, just write it, and then it just sounds cool. Or maybe like, it's interesting being able to write with like the melody first and then the lyrics, because sometimes you'll, you'll write down words you'll write down a phrase that doesn't necessarily you would never necessarily say if it wasn't part of the melody and that's interesting because it's like you're sort of putting together these words that that are sort of conjured by the melody you would and i think that's just really interesting and i kind of like being i kind of like submitting to the music rather than like taking control of it and some like having like this it's, it's almost like the music is like, I'm sort of along for the ride when it comes to creating music because it's like, I think I, I was watching like an interview with Jerry Seinfeld and it was, it was he was talking about jokes and comedy or whatever. Um, and he was talking about how jokes are like mice in your house. And once you see them, you have to catch them right away or you're never gonna see them again and you're gonna be going crazy. And that's kind of how I approach music. Um, songs are kind of like mice or like flies on the wall. They can be the, like, or pests in general, where you have to like expand, I have to expand on the idea in the moment or I'm gonna lose that. Because I'm so, a lot of my songs are emotional driv emotionally driven. There's a lot of 
just in the moment emotions that I feel like would be cool in a song or that I have to get out in that moment. So I don't like to sit on songs for a very long time. I like to just like, you know, I'll hear it and I'll just like get it done right away. Like for example, my song Lie to Me that I wrote back in January of last year of 2020, um, pre-COVID, I wrote it and I wrote it and then the next day I recorded it and then it was done and then I put it out. It was like three days, that's it. And looking back on it, it was like, whoa, this was, this was really quick. And I think part of it was because I was just feeling it that day and I was like, okay, I gotta get this out right now. If I don't get it right now, I'm gonna second guess it or whatever. That's why I tell artists to not sit on music because if you sit on music for too long, you're gonna lose whatever feeling that acted as the impetus to create. And I think that like, again, I think a lot of musicians, a lot of music that you hear today, even the biggest hits are kind of in the moment writing. And I think that's really interesting. So I want that to be conveyed in my music. However, people uh, interpret it. I do want to have the sense of like, yeah, this was like created. There's like, there's thought behind it, but it was like very like, it wasn't like overly thought out. You know, I enjoy what it, I, I enjoy music for what it is and I don't want anything too insane. So yeah. Yeah, being, being drawn like that by that period of the moment where you're getting that emotion from, you, you reflect off of the music that you hear, like what that's like, feeling and I you were you but you're also talking about that lyricism and it kind of being cryptic in a way kind of letting you say stuff without explicitly saying it what what are some of those influences for you were talking about poetry and books and reading what, what are you drawing from like from your own experience what what do you like to reflect in your own lyricism oh yeah I mean one of my favorite artists have really good lyrics like Bob Dylan Alex Turner I think one of like Alex Turner put out an album called Submarine that was for a movie by Richard, Richard Iodade or something. Iodade, yeah. Iodade. And I listened to the album before I even saw the movie. And I was like, oh my God, this movie must be so good. The movie was okay, but that's beside the point. The, the, the lyrics on that project just... The lyrics on the album just really spoke to me and what I was feeling at the time. So I was like, I need to try this out. This is so cool. And at the time, I was listening to a lot of like indie music, of like contemporary, like bedroom pop, I guess you would call it. Um, and some like folk music, like M Ward, and maybe like Loving could be put in there too. Loving, Arctic Monkeys, definitely that Submarine album. Uh, there was a lot of music. I was listening to a ton of Beatles at the time as well, specifically the White Album, which is probably my favorite, one of my favorite albums of all time. And I kind of liked the, the folkiness of it compared to the rest of their projects, especially a lot of the Astro demos that were released as part of that big 2018 remix that was put out. Um, I really liked just this, the concept of creating music um, on the acoustic guitar so i was like and and the acoustic sounds of submarine i was just really drawn to that 
So I just started writing. And of course, Bob Dylan was a big inspiration as well. So just, it was everything. It was just every, all the music I was consuming, I was so into it. And I already had a background in, in performing music. So I just thought hey, I can start putting words to this. Granted, at the time, I was so nervous of like singing in front of anyone. And my voice like wasn't where it is now, of course, because it was like two years ago about. Um, but other than that, like just being able to, to discover that was really fun for me. And again, I spent a long time sitting on it and not playing it for people because I was really nervous and everything. But it just, I've come a long way in terms of how social I am in general. And I feel a lot more comfortable putting it out there. Um, part of it is because just, I think music, I'm really grateful for music because it's, it's made me, it's pushed me to improve on other areas of my life that are not necessarily tied to music themselves, but stuff like stage fright and, so, and uh, social anxiety and talking to people and you know all these things that don't really artists don't really talk about and stage presence too like i mean artists don't really talk about these things but it's it's something that certain skills and attributes that you need to be really good at in order to to be able to play for people and i just think it's been music has been really uh beneficial in that aspect and i think definitely you can hear that stuff from your influences because when you're when you're talking about it between pulling like the bedroom pop scene, that indie pop order, it allows you to produce from your bedroom, which you can hear that crossed with like, you're talking about folk and the Beatles, especially in the late 60s, early 70s, where it is really just the reflection of an artist and their guitar. It really puts to the forefront those two things of your lyricism and the musicality of that voice, which you can, you can hear um, develop in your music, as well as the guitar. And just that being so stark in there, you're, you're, there's a little bit of production that you're you're putting it through, but it's still mostly just you and you playing. On yeah, I think it's I think that's good. Like, the music itself is not necessarily it's it's it it's not just me and an acoustic guitar, but like you said, it's the medium in which it was created that breeds that very same feeling. Like I feel like even though I, 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 I try really hard to make the music sound as professional as possible because my mentality at the time when I was like a senior, I guess, in high school, I was like, okay, I need to make this sound as professional as possible or no one's gonna care or no, or no one's gonna take it seriously. So I worked hard at making it sound as like pristine as I could. But even then, you listen to some of the, you listen to all of the songs and there's like a, there's an air of DIY to it. And that's what I wanted really. I like that idea. Um, and some of my favorite artists are all DIY artists. And my favorite, for example, my favorite Paul McCartney album is McCartney One, which was a completely DIY album and pretty progressive for its time in terms of like how DIY, like it was before people had DAWs or people had home equipment. And he was able to create a whole album from like by himself. And that's really cool considering his popularity. But but that's kind of me digressing. Overall, I just think that I really, I've really, always really been drawn to the DIY aspect of music and nothing too overly produced. It's just yeah, you, you can hear that. You're, you're, you're definitely putting that level of 
the starkness that I was kind of referring to in that early like folk scene with the t the touches that make it your own and, and it 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 feels very professional as well as produced by you it, it you can hear those touches you put throughout and it it makes me wonder like what what are you looking at right now in like the music scene are there any groups or movements like that that are really exciting you and kind of also what you're drawing influence from. We've heard some stuff about that like bedroom production that's really been developing over the last decade where artists are really producing out of their bedroom or in more spaces that are more homey and listenable and audible on albums and music. Yeah, I mean, when I, whenever I create, or like a lot of the influences I pull are from, from home and part of it is a lot of from the a lot of the music I, I'm influenced by is from the past, really. Um, I don't really have any artists in mind that I'm like, man, this is kind of crazy. Um, but a lot of the artists that are on my label, I'm on a label from Jacksonville, California called Speed Demon Records. And a lot of the music that I hear coming from them is really interesting. and it's less the music and more the community that has driven me to keep creating. Because uh, it's a great community out there in Florida and it's I feel really grateful to have those people in my life being able to have that sort of community I can fall back on. So and it's, it's a conversation, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The it's, rising the, it's, the, it's like, if I were to pull any influences from like right now, it would be less music and more the discourse and conversations I have with other artists, other creatives, and just people in general. You don't have to be. Some of my best music conversations I've ever had are from people that don't play an instrument or can't really sing. You know, they just enjoy music for what it is. And I, and I love those conversations a lot more than talking to people who are really into music performance and know everything about the instrument or whatever. Because, like, I think. So talking to just common people who enjoy music, that's the, those are the, the people that eventually affect what is created, you know, and what and it, this, the, I feel like musicians don't give the audience and the fans not enough credit, but, but there is definitely, the, there is so much influence by the fans and just regular people like the people that have influenced me aren't even musicians so it just goes to show that like you can be inspired by just normal just people who don't who aren't in bands or people who aren't music artists it's very this it's like this codependent relationship when it comes to um creating and listening so i think it's really special whenever i get into these types of conversations yeah, and I but I would even point to like in the recent years that is still a development of the music scene. You're seeing how our accessibility and conversation and reaching out is part of that. Um, I think about platforms like TikTok or Instagram and Facebook groups being formed to talk about music. You're talking about record labels that are also a lot of the expansive indie record labels that have formed and have been able to get artists like you. How do you feel about stuff like TikTok and how they're making music and accessibility and collaboration with that? Yeah, I was originally very skeptical of going on TikTok because I didn't 
from from a from an outsider's perspective, not to sound hipster, but like from an outsider's perspective, it just is very very trend based platform. And I was like, ah, oh, this is kinda of weird. I don't know if I like wanna follow these trends. I was kind of being stupid because now that I'm on TikTok it's it's really cool what TikTok has been able to do for me. Um, not even just from like I have like a few videos that blew up. But it's it's been able yeah, I, I love the comments. That's probably my favorite aspect of posting a video that gets plays. The comment section is always very like, there's always like some sort of discussion about guitars or music or even just getting compliments. It's very, it's very nice and very sweet. And I love the people that, that comment on the videos because I am, you know, growing up being in school or whatever, I never really had that person to talk about music with other than my own father, which is great because I wouldn't, I wouldn't really have it any other way. Um, but it's cool being able to be a part of a community and build a community. Like the idea of building a community from making videos and content is just really cool. And yeah, TikTok is just, I really enjoy doing it. I don't think I'm going to stop doing TikTok ever and definitely I'm going to start making more long form content hopefully for you hopefully for YouTube because I think in any creative space you need to have a variety of content like it's not just music it's visual there's like this visual I think music is very visual in the sense that people consume it consume music videos consume YouTube videos consume TikToks now and the music that blows up is because there's some sort of visual aid to it that is what becomes a trend. So I advise like all musicians to start creating TikToks, videos, uh, you know, whatever. Just them talking or, or just talking about the instruments and how the song was made. I think it, it's a very good way to get your music out there and make people appeal to different senses of an auditory. So. Yeah. Well, along those lines, I want, I want to talk, like, as Ocean Child, do you have any upcoming new music or projects that you're working on at the moment? Yeah, so I'm working on a few more songs. I've been in this dorm, and, and I've, I've, pre I've found a really nice workflow being at uh, U of I and creating from my dorm. It's Sometimes I'm worried I wake up other people from singing, but other than that, it's, I, it's a great way to just... Just create music and, and like not feel like I'm crammed in. I mean, I enjoyed creating in my basement when I was back home, but being here and creating is really fun. Um, can't really pinpoint the difference, but it's just I think just being in a new space has spurred other um, creative influences, and I think it's going to be really cool. I'm working on a few new songs and hopefully getting them out by summer, so that should be cool. That sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Marco, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Feel free to check out Marco's articles on the WPG website, WPGU.com. And also check out Ocean Child under any streaming service. There's some really great stuff on there. That's going to be it for Writer's Block. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, whether it's new or old, we review it all.